Yo, you wanna see something cool? No. Well, I'm gonna do it anyway. Well, hi, folks. It's episode five of the Gas Bags podcast. It's the uh, Empire Strikes Back episode, which a lot of people say is the best uh, of the uh, Star Wars trilogy. So this might be our best show ever if it uh, holds true to form. Uh, I don't know. I'm Nick Valvano, and I'm joined by... Jason Jenkins, Jenky, your boy. Uh, a time that perfectly, as he was taking a swig of water, I had him introduce bang, bang. himself. Sorry about that, Jenks. Uh, also, Tanner Brutomasso at Tanner Brute. 28. Wow, not even waiting. Just shameless plugs right off the Absolutely. jump. I love that. At Nikki Vespin, uh, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter, Jakey, your boy. Uh, we always enjoy uh, any interactions we can get from you guys. But Gas Bags Podcast up and running. Uh, episode 5. A lot of stuff to get into. We got a good smattering of uh, sports, a good smattering of uh, just goofiness. What we've decided to do is the past couple of episodes... Um, have been uh, a little too long, so we've had some issues podcasting them, but they're all going to go up in a bushel tonight, so if you missed any of our past episodes, where we were right, where we were wrong, and everything like that, you can go back and listen, and um, also, we uh, are going to go about 90 minutes or so today, um, so it's in a little bit more of an easier digestible form, but a lot of stuff to get into, guys. Let's uh, start with the NFL, and then we got to talk a little U of L basketball because we all need to eat a little bit of crow. That just is what it is. But uh, starting off in the NFL, we have our divisional matchup set. Uh, I mean, a lot of things to. I put up a Bet Rivers Twitter poll, by the way, that I think it was rather interesting. I said, "What NFC least team uh, had the more disappointing end to their season, the Eagles or the Cowboys?" And you would think it would be the Cowboys, just because they kind of had a better right. uh, path, I guess, to the Super Bowl. You know, hosting the next two games um, if they were able to win. And I just, uh, it's interesting to me that it's coming up 50 50. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, disappointing wise, gotta go with the Eagles just because they were in the really? Super Bowl last year. It's just more the ending. Well, I mean, were... they got blown out, but so did the Cowboys. I mean, oh, the Cowboys know, couldn't stop Aaron Jones. I mean, they put they put up a 40 burger on him, for God's sake. But it the was Packers just did. The, the going to the Super Bowl. They lose on what some people say, a controversial call, whatever. The Chiefs still deserve that win. It was more of this, the hype going into the season. Uh, what's his name? Jalen Hurts getting that massive deal. They're getting all, like, Jason Kelsey was about to retire last year. Now he's actually just officially retired, which I'm sad about. I was sad about that, yeah, too. But I think it's more on the Eagles being more disappointing because at the end of the day, it's still the same old uh, Cowboys. We. People were like, yeah, they could do it. And then it was the Packers got lined up against them. And then everyone was like, ah, ooh, all right, maybe not. And it was McCarthy. So it's always it's always new or it's always due for him to have a blow, um, blowing it in the playoffs. But it is just more the Eagles because they started out 10 and 1, 11 and 1. They had that weird loss to the Jets and Zach Wilson earlier, but they rebounded from that with winning more games. And then it was that flip switch against the 49ers they get mm-hmm. blown out at in philly and after that it just didn't seem like the same team i think they went one and six, one at and the six end. Yeah. yeah so and it is the quickest thing i've ever seen from a person from going to the super bowl to i want philly's being i saw a sign last night in tampa fire sirianni 
<laughs> quickest like I hate their I love this dude he embodies Philly too I hate this guy I want him out but I think uh, both, that seems very Philly though. I don't it was almost the same uh, uh, what, who was the guy it was Doug Peter who's the guy that won Peterson Doug yeah. Peterson right yeah, yeah. it was yeah. quick it was, it was fast they won the Super Bowl and then like two seasons later he is gone yeah, yeah that's a good point that, that that's the most Philly thing to happen. Yeah, that, honestly, I expect Sirianni to get fired because it's Philly, like no other reason. <laughs> well, like I guess that kind of leads to another question. And Jake, you definitely want to get your 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 thoughts on the whole uh, Eagles and Dallas thing. Does McCarthy survive this? No. Like you guys uh, both said that simultaneously. Yeah, no, he doesn't. There's no way. Like for what Jerry Jones believes that uh, for what he believes that the uh, the team. Is comprised of right. and how well the team is comprised, the way they should be executing. He wants a coach that's going to push them to the next level, and I think he knows where he's at with McCarthy. I think he, th- I think he took a flyer because honestly, when he hired him, uh, you're probably not going to go. Get, he's probably not going to get Sean Payton at that point, right? So when McCarthy gets hired, Fair. Payton's still in New Orleans. This is what his fourth year there. Mm, uh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. four years. Yeah. So, um, Sean Payton's still in New Orleans. You're probably not prying him away from there. Um, yeah. I think you were hoping for the McCarthy uh, one-year thing, one Super Bowl. Because think about, think about how difficult it is. And I was, trying, I was talking last night to my son. I was talking about dynasties and, like, repeats and all this other stuff. I'm like, do you have any idea how hard that is? Right. Like, I'm like, tell me the last time there was an NFL back-to-back. Like for the Pats? No, it, it, it's it's the Patriots. It's yeah. Yeah. four, and then before that, uh, Cowboys. No, it's Denver. Oh, 90, Denver! Duh. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, John Elway. Right. And then it's the Cowboys. Mine right. In like the seventies. And then you jump to the the 49ers had to back to back in the eighties, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. And then and then it's the seventies. Like it's happened like five times, six maybe. Yeah. Because the Packers, the Packers did it first, mm-hmm. right? One two. So right, with Lombardi, I think. So, but past that, it doesn't happen. No. You're talking about 60 years and it happens six times, so you're theoretically getting it once every 10 years. Yeah, New England, Broncos, Cowboys, 49ers, Steelers did it twice. It the, but, so all four of theirs and were back-to-back-to-back. Back back back. Packers won the first and second one right out of the gate. Super Bowls. Right. Super Bowl and the second Super Bowl. So, yeah. So, seven, actually. So it happened seven times? Yeah. Seven times in 10 years. We won't ever see that again. No, probably not. Never. Like, honestly, the the pace of free agency has probably changed how that works. Mm-hmm. Just because good point. In, in the last time that happens in 0304 with the Patriots, you don't have people just readily sitting out a season. You know, some of these star players will readily just, they'll just sit instead of playing. Which, yeah, which is a different thing. They'll, they they want their money. Which hey, all for it. But yeah, right. Especially when the, the you know players' association is still the weakest Absolutely. in the NFL. The, right. Yeah, the guaranteed money the is not there. All of them. So. Right. No, I mean it, it make it, it makes sense. It's just uh, I don't know. I mean, when you look at it, it's it's always just so. And I know that it, it epitomizes the. I mean, Steve was talking about it on the air today. I mean, th- this Cowboys postseason just lull has been going on for like 20 plus years now at this point but yeah, it's so funny 
<laughs> it just it, it is it's it but it, but it's crazy that I mean you go to, you finish the season twelve and six you're undefeated at home and you just can't get it done in the postseason. I mean I guess it makes sense for him to go, but it's just I like I I've, I've always kind of leaned on you know. I don't want to say could be in a coach apologist, but almost being a coach apologist a little bit. Well, and yeah. it's like, he's doing, yeah, I know, I know. But he's yeah. like, he, McCarthy's doing a good job in the regular season, but I know it, it. that's that's not good enough. But like, I just, I then go to who are you going to get? And this leads me to my next question. Is it, do you think Belichick goes? Well, there was that report before the playoffs started that one, there's, it was a mystery team, but everyone fucking knew right away. That. It was it was the report came out that there is a team that's interested in Tom or not Tom Brady Bill Belichick, Belichick but they still <laughs> have their head there. coach in like play. in place and all the responses to it were just like yeah Mike McCarthy Mike McCarthy Cowboys are getting Bill Belichick if or they're gonna attempt to get Bill Belichick yeah who just now recently uh, interviewed with Atlanta. Falcons yeah yeah I mean. Do you think he goes, and do you think he would be a good fit? I think it would be a great thing for his legacy. So I do know, right, he has got, ever since the Bill and Bill 30 for 30, do you remember that one? I don't know if you ever watched it. No, I, I did not. It's fantastic. Uh, if you like Parcells and you like Jack, you will love this. You'll love that 30 for 30. Okay. Um, I do think that Parcells still, to this point, has a very good relationship with Jerry Jones, and Parcells also has still, like, to this point, but since that Bill and Bill thing has a very good relationship with Belichick. So I could see because Parcells is one of the few people that got GM power mm-hmm. whenever he went to Dallas. And I could see, even though it didn't amount to anything, right? In the end, right? They didn't win anything. Is it just Bill and Bill that were the, like the people that have been, had the power of head coach and GM? Uh, no, other coaches have too, right. but not, not it, it's not, it doesn't happen a lot. Right, and you're looking at the two highest profile versions of that. Oh yeah. Um, Imagine the stress of being the head coach and GM of the Dallas. You know, Cowboys. I think actually, I think Steve, team. when Steve Spurrier went to the NFL, when he was in Washington, I think he had it. I think there uh, there are a couple weird ones. Paul Brown was the Cleveland's coach and GM for three NFL titles in '50, '54, '55. Brown later had that. Same but he owned them, huh? He owned them, right? That's a good point. Yeah, oh, he right. Did, yeah. But then, he's the, he was the coach owner in GM. Yeah, really. I'm getting into that. Reggie Dunlop. Then he went to. <laughs> then he went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Had the same thing, yep. 68 to 70. <coughs> then George Hallis, the almighty owner of, or old owner of the Cal, or Bears, Bears, he was owner, GM, and coach when they won the Duh, 1963 Bears, the Bears, the Bears, NFL title. Vince Lombardi also highly successful coach and GM when the team won three. Super Bowl or championships? Yes, three NFL championships and then two Super Bowls. Because I, I don't, I don't know when. I think the NFL or the Super Bowl started in like 60, 69. And nice. then Bill Belichick, that that too. And then these are the guys that won championships that were also the GM. Yes. Oh. Okay, I was gonna say like, that's pretty I tall. Say, cotton I don't, if that's I don't, only, I don't believe that 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 formula has been successful. A lot. It's it's really not. You just can't look at Bill Belichick and be like, because hey, Parcells, worked. Right. Parcells no, didn't Tom Brady. <laughs> have uh, GM power in New York. I know that. Right. But he did win. And then after that, um, he did have it. He had it in uh, uh, with the Jets. He had it with the Cowboys. So. It's just. 
stress of that. Maybe Rex Ryan even had it like at the Bills. Did he? I think there's there's some weird ones out there that like had both. But you're like, why did you all do that? Yeah. (laughs) What was the what was the thought pattern behind giving Rex Ryan? And I love the Ryans, right? Right. Both of them. And then of course Buddy Ryan with God rest his soul with his. with his house out here in Shelby County. I didn't know that. Yeah. You I didn't I, know he had a horse farm? I did not know that. Yep. Interesting. He lived, he lived right outside of Shelbyville. He is the leader of, or Buddy is the leader of that 85 Bears defense, too. Yep. Great, great time. Well, I mean, we talked about it. I think we talked about it in the last episode we did. Um, we talked about where these coaches might go. And, we were uh, talking more, more or less about Harbaugh. Yeah. So. Who, and, he just interviewed for the Chargers job too. Yeah. Do you think Belichick gets the um, the GM thing in, I think he, in Atlanta? I, I think he'd do it with the Cowboys. But isn't Jerry Jones's son? Yeah, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. He currently is, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't become like the executive director or something, and then um, and then let Bill kind of do what he needs to do. Right. Yeah. Even though, even if it's maybe not directly by name or whatever, who knows how they'd work it out? I would be, I would, I'd be surprised if they don't interview him. I really would. I would be surprised if McCarthy if McCarthy survives. Because back to the question, I think Dallas is the most disappointing version of those teams. Um, well, just because the path they had and yeah, the regular like, season they had and the pieces they had and right, they like, was just it was again undefeated at home. Right, you got a home playoff game. You're undefeated at home, and then. The Packers were hot. The Packers have been playing incredibly well for the last six, seven games. Um, but earlier in the year, I believe uh, Dallas played the Packers at home and like dismantled them. Yeah, like just and, and the only addition that the Packers had uh, in in this was Aaron Jones. I believe I don't believe Jones played in the first game. I think he was hurt. Well, I mean they couldn't use the cheat code in the. Wild card matchup. I mean, he was fantastic. No, I mean he was great, but but uh, but they didn't have him. They didn't have him in the first one. I don't think that in the first one. I think the 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 differential wasn't close enough to be like, oh yeah, Aaron Jones is the is the catalyst that that turns that sideways. No, something else happened. That defense played awful for for a team that had two players probably in the top five voting for defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, That Michael Parsons will be up there, and uh, Bland Bland will be the will be up there too. Um, I mean, uh, I think he's had the most yeah, inter- most I interceptions returned for a touchdown. I think he, yeah, no, he did. And he, like got, the, he broke the record broke on the Thanksgiving. Record. I remember that. Yeah. Well, not so, only not only that. I mean, going to the other side of the ball, I don't know what the hell was going on. And I mean, it definitely. I saw Andy tweet this, and he was totally right. Like the the Fox like newscast or broadcast team were. were bringing it up a lot i mean it seemed like dak prescott was just completely out of sorts with his receiving course specifically cd lamb who's been and cd lamb isn't without fault either i mean he was dropping passes that he you know we haven't really seen him do all year so it wasn't just dak being kind of out of sorts it was i mean i it was both sides of the ball that was really just struggling and i mean they still managed to put up 32 points they just gave up a 50 burger everybody is everybody's entitled to have a bad game right you just can't have the bad game then. Yeah, right. Right. You you can have it. You need to like if you if you're gonna stumble, like your regular season numbers are never gonna matter. Right. They might get you some money, but like and as far as like living forever, right. It's, they're never gonna matter. Because let's be honest, until you hoist the trophy, you don't live forever. True. 
And also, I mean, uh, like if you want to look at it financially, I mean, you look at these postseason bonuses. Some of these guys are getting right. is, I mean, it's, I know you were looking them up the other day with uh, with Marcus. Maven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, going to be a nice, uh, nice um, payday for the, uh, the the Maven family. Maybe right. You Marcus can buy, get, you, can buy, you can buy my house currently. I was about to say, like <laughs> hearing, hearing about some of that well, with, the, with the money that. Uh, that uh, Jalen's going to pull in. Well, I mean, that's a good segue. Like of the remaining teams, where does uh, Detroit stack up? They they execute Detroit executed incredibly. Right. Um, I do think they're still flawed, but do you like that Buccaneers matchup? I do for them. Yeah, because Baker Mayfield was awesome. He was was. Uh, was first was first overall pick Baker all day, but he's not always that player. Right. I was like about even, to say even throughout the season he's been really good, but he wasn't what he was last night no. consistently. He was first. He was you know first overall pick oh, yeah. Baker I mean, Mayfield. Like, like he was, and I mean, and I think that if you put the right amount of pressure on him, because for whatever reason they did an incredible job at stopping the. Uh, the defensive front of of uh, Philly, mm-hmm. they still got four sacks on them. Right. We'll see what what Detroit can do. Wait, Detroit, boys. Detroit, Detroit's not that's not necessarily a strong. I was going to say I don't remember ever hearing Detroit, like their, their pass rush was a lead. I tell you what, in 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 the game with Stafford, they were uh, against the Rams. They were all over him. They they were. Uh, Speaking H- of Hutchinson, like, lived back there. I, I mean that a couple that that hit with when Stafford's like head rolled, well, eyes oh, yeah. rolled back. Oh, that was a little scary. Super got knocked out. Yeah, that There's was. No way in, someone can tell me he didn't. Yeah, that was a little nerve wracking. But okay, so so in that game, you think the key is going to be how much they can get to. You got to get to Baker. Yeah, because that's in in the past the, for the Baker's career. That's when he struggled. Is but that's why it was kind of interesting. He's either, he's either magic. Right or a complete detriment to everything about the team. Right. Whenever, whenever he's got that much pressure and he's got to move that much, um, sometimes he's magic. You might catch him when he's magic. I was going to say, is that one of those things that's almost like you don't want to get to him that much? I was about to ask you that because I would rather, like, I would rather, I would rather put roll the on dice, him yeah, and and take the chance of. I think he's become mature enough right now that if you do not put pressure on him, I think he's good enough to pull you apart. And let's not kid ourselves. Um, Tampa Bay's receiving core is not awful. They're great. And Mike Evans is the mo- one of the most underrated you, players in NFL history. The ball he drops right on the on, on on that go route, he doesn't even really he puts a stutter into him last night. Um and blows by him. Him, him to drop that ball was it was almost criminal because it, it, it hit him and it hit him so well in his hands and those gloves are so sticky, but he put within within five yards he put two steps in between him and the defensive back off of a stutter step. Mm-hmm. It, just, it was Mike, a great move. Evans is playing at a level uh, as far as receivers right now that's helping Baker Mayfield out incredibly. Completely, he's he's separating. He's getting incredibly open, um, and just. He's such a big, strong yeah, that frame receiver. Of a, what is he like? Six foot five, strong. Six four, six five. He's a big guy. He's a. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a monster. Yeah, you, you get like Calvin Johnson vibes from him a little bit. Well, let's yeah, Cal, eh, like well, no, I mean like oh, I'm, I'm close, saying like him and Julio, like a poor like, man's yeah yeah. yeah. It goes ah, 
shoot. I now that I was gonna say Prime Julio. Him, I would say yeah. Him and Calvin Johnson. Mike Evans is a little few steps below, but that is not knocking him at all. No, I mean that's pretty too tall cotton to insane, be. Insane, talented, insanely talented players. Just I mean, you're talking about two of I would say top ten of all time. Well, hold on on the Julio. Well, definitely let's, this. Let's let's pump the brakes on the top ten on the Julio. Well, no, I was gonna say that, I'm not saying all time. I'm Julio. saying this this century. I this century. Well, I can live. To, I can live this. Century. Yeah, that, 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 that's all what time. I'm saying. That may be a tall task. Yeah, no. There, there's been some great. He's receivers. good. Really good, but he didn't do it for long enough. I think he did. I just think we were watching him with no box last year, and now Philly. He just got knocked out of that game last night too. I remember I think watching. He's up there though, I think he is like. Where do you put New Copkins on that list? Oh. By the way, wait, no, but never mind. They showed his photo right away, and I was like, oh, he's six, but no, he's sixteenth all time, yards. Yards, right? Okay. Well, I mean, you remember he spent all that time in there. Uh, Mike Evans oh, is thirty-three. Oh, he just when they re- recently passed Calvin Johnson, actually. Oh wow! But Calvin Johnson also retired yeah retired. Early. Early. Yeah, he did the Barry Sanders school. Yeah. Of I think Mike Evans going is out the on top age that Calvin Johnson retired at. Yes, thirty years old, and then he called it quits. So he's so, just reached the Calvin Johnson year. So hey, maybe he retires. No, I'm just kidding. The uh, I don't think so. Julio Jones spent like for the fact that they got. Uh, run over in the Super Bowl in the last quarter and a half by the Patriots. Uh, that Falcons offense was extremely high powered for a good five or six years, mm-hmm. and and Julio insane. Julio was oh the I dude. Oh he played yeah, for Tennessee, but he only played yeah ten games. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, too. I mean, like, but for me, Randy Jerry Rice. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I mean, right up the road. I mean, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Um, that is insane that Peyton Manning had those two. Just like, listen, for oh, every, yeah. got one on the left, got one on the right. I'm yeah. good. For, it, for every Colts fan that goes, well, Peyton did so much more with less. I was like, with less what? what? I was going to say. <laughs> like, two Randy Moss. He started off with Marvin Harrison and... Uh, um, Who's that running back? The, the run- Edger and James. No, yeah. not Edger and James. That was the second one. Oh. Marshall Falk. He and Marshall Falk? He started off with oh, Marshall about Falk that. Right. And, and Marvin Harrison. Yeah. And, and then, then he had Marvin and Harrison, got, and Edger and James. Leaves, he gets, they get Edger and James. And then, I mean, they had Joseph Adai, who wasn't terrible either after that. But he also got great tight end play. He had Marcus oh, Pollard and Dallas, Dallas Clark. Clark. Yeah. yeah. Like, Did he was... get to play with T.Y.? Uh, or was that strictly Luck? I think, no, no. actually. I think Luck. Him and Ty got drafted in the same, same year. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, but yeah, um, well, well, let's go through some of the other games. Um, Chiefs and Bills is going to be a big one. Um, I mean, sorry, Tanner, it was kind of a foregone conclusion when you oh, saw the was, weather that that was not going to be. It was guaranteed. I think Anna said it on Monday or yesterday. Miami went from, I think he said it was like a hundred and eight degree difference between where they were came from to where they were traveling to that's wild that is nuts yeah it was like i mean 70s so cool but awesome not winter weather so then you go to kansas city and it's just like negative 20 yeah right shivering that was just wild but that matchup uh what do you guys like in that one josh allen versus patrick mahomes strictly because it's in buffalo i do think that buffalo has the distinct advantage because and again the Buffalo receiving core 
stepped up big time. Right. I think Gabe I, Davis too yesterday. Uh, who's the Who's the other kid? Um, their third. No. Oh, uh, Shakur. Yeah. He was, he played balls out last. I was gonna say night. like he is so fast, <laughs> so fast. Well, I mean, and then they have the craziest tight end duo since I'm gonna say Gronk and Hernandez. R.I.P. But not nah, actually rest in piss. That guy's a bad person. Oh, the uh, Kincaid <laughs> and uh, Kincaid and Knox. Because yeah, I had a I had a buddy send me a thing. He's like, I got Kincaid to score the first touchdown. It was Dawson Knox, and I go, Well, he you picked a white tight end. It just right. wasn't the right one. Like, <laughs> well, are they uh, are they 80, 86, 86 and eighty eight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Damn wow. it! Like they looked similar and everything. <laughs> They're the same person. I knew it. Kincaid. I didn't realize this. Like I knew he had a good game, but he led the Bills in receiving. It very much right. was by committee. I mean, you didn't hear a ton of. Of, about Steph Diggs, no, like he, re- they really did. They spread the ball around incredibly yeah. well, and then uh, Cook this hasn't been much lately, too. Between the running, between Cook being consistent with running and Josh Allen breaking some of those big, like, what do you have a fifty? Right there, yeah, yeah. right there, yeah. That, <laughs> that that one, as we look I up on PTI, complaining about it or something like that. It's like fifty-three yards. He did like a stutter step right there, and there everyone was like, "Oh, how are defenders going to know if he's going to slide?" I, I don't like the Bills. I hate the Bills. I. Think Josh Allen has some moments where it's like, dude, what are you thinking? Where he has these mistakes? Oh no, yeah, he's there is he's nothing wrong with that at all. It wasn't no. like the Kenny Pickett in college rules. Yeah, like, no, he, yeah, it wasn't the Kenny Pickett rule. He fully drugged yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, right. That was no, that was totally that was a good little stutter step. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I hundred percent agree with everything Tanner said there. I'm not a huge Bills fan either. Josh Allen, uh, I, I will say, I've done like a 180 on him. I don't know if it was just because I didn't like – I was mad about every quarterback that was in that draft that wasn't Lamar because I, I didn't like the comparisons and everything and the whole he was a receiver and all that bullshit. Running back. But, not bad for a running back. Yeah, right. I was I was so annoyed by that. And as such, some of my you know vitriol went towards Josh Allen, I think, with some of his comments and um, the the comments that were about him. But I, I he's won me over and – Buffalo. He's, no, no, no. He's, he's a fun quarterback. He's a fun quarterback, but in the same way that Brett Favre was a fun quarterback. Yeah. Awful person. It just sucks that he's such a fun cool quarterback. Dude. Solid, good arm. Can, yeah. yeah, mobile enough that he can make some plays. Yeah. Didn't, uh, did Pat McAfee win that lawsuit? Uh, I don't know. I think he did. We'll so that we won't get sued. I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know that this is going to make it to you, Brett, but just in case it does. Yeah, right. I mean, just, I got about the same. I got. I know Pat. I think maybe I can send you a message. I'll, I'll DM him. <laughs> uh, Jen Sturger is very pretty, but you still can't do that, man. Uh, listen, you, you still can't. Yeah. What no. Happened? Wait. What happened? You absolutely can't. Screw that. What the whole? That wasn't unsolicited. Oh, okay. I thought it was unsolicited. No. I was like, oh, okay. All they right. were like in a bantering relationship where they were like, where like she was trying to get. She's trying to get in some Brett Favre. She's trying to get some. Oh, she's okay. trying to get see, stuff. see, I thought it was unsolicited. I was like, you got to be careful with that, Brett. Like, no, I don't remember that being unsolicited. What okay. I'm talking about him being a bad person is uh, stealing the money from the poor people. Oh yeah, no, that was pretty. That was pretty <laughs> trucked up. That was pretty. Yeah, which I guess it was so not much been convicted money of yet. Right, we're still in the process. So allegedly, allegedly stole all that money from the poor people for what, like a volleyball yeah. like center or yeah, something like Southern that. Southern Misses, yeah, volleyball, yeah, that because his daughter, his daughter played there. Who I have to assume his daughter's got to be smoking hot. I was just about to say, I, I yeah, I mean, Brett's not a bad looking guy. I, I can only imagine he looked good in some Wranglers. Yeah, he did fill, he did fill out those Wranglers. That he did. I bet you she's better looking than um, Jen Sturger. No, that's. Um, Bur- I was say, that's no, pretty no, no, Brock right Lesnar's daughter. Brock Lesnar's. 
You've, you've seen. I, I've. That is that. Is, eh. It looks just. It looks like. It looks like Brock Lesnar. Oh wait, I'll show you. But yeah, no, I, I would. I, again, Bills. Is that Brett Favre's daughter? Yeah, yeah she's lovely, mm-hmm. lovely lady. Kind of reminds me of um, the Duck Dynasty daughter. Oh okay. Oh yeah, that's that's a solid that's a solid uh, comparison. Now the, um, but yeah, I, I like the Bills in that one. I do, and I'll, and of course, uh, we were talking about it before. Um, I don't feel. I think they're going to win, but there's there's a team. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Uh, that that woman walks into your room. She allows. She's doing whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, there's nothing I, I can do be, to but, stop. She might be, but so am I. <laughs> sometimes I like to. Be, sometimes I like to be told. I was going to say yeah. they don't call me Peg Leg Nikki for nothing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. What other games uh, on, on the docket? Well, I mean, like the the Texas the Texans uh, Ravens game. I'm excited for that. I am too. But well, like CJ Stroud versus Lamar. Like the Raven. Like I was telling Nick when uh, you were working on the other show. Um, the Ravens have struggled with that middle of the pack group of teams. They have, but they annihilated the good teams to the point that I almost wished we would have played Kansas City or Buffalo next. Just because they've, they've you think the Ravens ready. play down. Maybe they do. I don't. Maybe. But you made a good point while we were talking about this while Tanner was uh, covering the the uh, the roundtable um, with Round Daddy with Round Daddy um, and Anna Taruo. James Treble. How you doing? Um, the uh, by the way, did you see our boy James take, snapping a photo with Anna? No, he told me about yeah, it. Yeah, no, he, he he said that he wanted to get a photo and put it on social media. Oh, I mean, and is a lovely, lovely girl. We all know that, and she looks very. Well, nice when she today. walked by, she waved. She did. Yeah, so I think I'm in. No, no there you go. you're basically dating. I'm, we're, I yeah, mean, we've been dating for like an hour. Yeah, no, all right, exactly. Oh man, um, <laughs> I'm distracted. I'm thinking of uh, Anna waving it at Janky. <laughs> thinking of that, what that wedding invite will look like. No, um, uh, nope. <laughs> you you made a good point though. The defense for the Ravens yeah. is stout. I mean, and the, there are no holes. No. I can't even name a corner, and I know they're good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the same. Because I try and, oh, yeah, trying on. to think. I was like, Marcus Peters was there. Not anymore. Not anymore. And I was like, that was trying to think. Oh, wait. Marlon Humphreys. Marlon Humphreys, Kyle Hamilton. He's good. Hamilton? Yeah. Oh, Kyle Hamilton's a safety. I knew that. And then. Oh, you want a corner. My there's bad. Darby at their third. They have that uh, old. Colts guy, Rockasin, Brandon Stevens. Oh, yeah. I don't even know who that is, but he's playing good enough. They but, get so much pressure through the front. Yeah. That again, but there are teams that are built this way that the the pressure dictates how well the the back plays. Mm-hmm. You know, and then sometimes there are teams that like when you've got just Ed Reed and those guys sitting in the back and the defensive backfield, like that front just has to be serviceable and they're getting there they're, right it's like the tony Ra- saragusa and whatnot the ravens and the Steelers are always that team like also had ray lewis on that team too like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean no the matter who's front on seven that, was solid who's on that roster though you just know they're gonna be good at defense like i feel like that like last T-Sizzle. year sizzle last year like last year they had like their offense wasn't that like the ravens offense wasn't that good like we all know right. that yeah but zay flowers changes a bunch of stuff yeah. and, and with, then the, the the progression of isaiah likely and then the potential, I mean, that guy. the potential of having Mark Andrews back. I, don't I was know. just about to say it's. I was. It's, I was literally about to ask you what what a uh, difference that would make. 
Because I, I Lamar's think, I always think, loved his tight ends. We saw it here with Cole Hickettini. Like, right. I mean, well, he's I, always. I think been that fun. Andrews plays inside as far as like the traditional tight end position better than likely does, and likely works as a receiver better than Andrews does. I think just in the way that they're built, likely still a big guy, and he's still capable of doing the other job. Right. He's just not as good a blocker, right? So, I did not know Isaiah Likely was from Cambridge, Mass. How the hell did he end up in Coastal Carolina? <laughs> you guys are basically cousins. Yeah, much. I was going to say, um, yeah. That's how that works, I think. All right, last one, uh, Packers and Niners. The fighting Brock Purdy's against... Second coming of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I want to love. I, I, I want to see the. I want to see the Packers. Do. I I, I want to see. The, I don't think they'll win, but I want to see the Packers win just so, like Aaron Rodgers can be during his ayahuasca trip taking mushrooms and all that. And he's <laughs> like, how the hell did he do it? I can't do it. Like, and it's, it's seventy-two been, hours of darkness. That was his Achilles heel. Like, oh God, bad joke. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But still they kinda, always still they there. always had his number, and I would I it would make me very 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 happy if Jordan Love could just go into it's not Candlestick Park anymore, but Levi's Levi's yeah yeah and. Levi's stick. Just win. Levi's stick. If they just win that game, they'll be very <laughs> Talk about funny Brett Favre. to, to <laughs> yeah. watch him go on Pat McAfee and be like, "How the hell did he do that?" I thought just like, all sour and pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, because they'd have to talk about it, right? Uh, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I thought, what's the deal with Rogers and the McAfee show? Because I, I think, thought he was going to be off, and then well, yeah, because I mean, then he was on it. it. He was on. McAfee wrote, wrote that long thing saying that you know he wasn't going to be on. He was on as long as his team was it playing, right? And so you know, with the Jets being eliminated from the playoffs, obviously he was going to be gone. And then he showed up last week. So I don't know if they like signed like signed some. I don't know if you know Matt, Play, Pat McAfee playoffs. was just lying or playoffs. Yeah, but like McAfee even said he wasn't gonna like he was done for the season, and then he shows up. So they I probably mean, just had a deal. They're like, just don't talk about Jimmy Kimmel. Just <laughs> stop with the conspiracies, man. Just talk sports, and it's like. Okay, I can do no, that. No, I mean the people people tuned into him for the conspiracies. Yeah, for what it's worth. I mean uh, that's that's but part of that's part of his appeal. That's part of his appeal. Like you don't have to you don't like again you don't have to agree with what he says. It's still entertaining. Yeah, it's well. I mean that's yeah. I mean people are people are going to listen either hate listen or listen because they agree with them. That's right. That's for sure. Uh, all right. Well, it is the gas bags. Uh, Nikki V, Jason Jenkins, also known as Janky Boy, Tanner Britomesso, the Breedy Cutie. Um, fellas, give give those Twitter handles. Uh, at Janky Boy. At Tanner Brew, twenty eight. Uh, you also have a. We we all also have our other Twitter handles too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our uh, burner accounts and whatnot. The burners. The burners. Uh, well, I'd we love do. To see someone find mine. The, like the, terrorist, the, the terrorist the terrorist accounts the terrorist accounts absolutely speaking of terrorists that's oh a, god that's a, what leeway is this no 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 just because like i feel like on both <laughs> sides there's terrorists might, oh, yeah. might as well get into this um kenny Payne. Mm. oh i thought uh, you're gonna talk about sean mcdermott <laughs> being five and oh after that whole uh connection with teamwork and al-qaeda the uh, oh i i don't know this have you never heard oh of yeah this? this was from a couple years ago where he was talking about how the uh, the terrorists on 9-11 showed ex- exemplary teamwork. Oh, okay, then, yeah, 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 I do it, remember it that. It happened yeah. in the locker room in, like, 2019, 2020, yeah. but it, like, it's COVID. it yeah, got it's COVID really, year. like, reported, like, three months six ago. weeks ago. Yeah, I think six weeks ago, and then everyone was, like, ripping on him, like, what the hell is this guy's problem? 
and he just turns around and <laughs> goes six and zero for the rest of the season. <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus. Yeah, it. Uh, for, for you know, the memes are awesome. For better or worse, he was right. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, it's not something a lot of people like to talk about. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'm a veteran. I spent a lot of time outside of the country because of that day. Uh, if anyone's and, allowed to talk about it, Shanky, and, and I feel yeah, like that's it, a good point. I feel like I'm I'm allowed to say, you know, it may have been distasteful, but it was also correct. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those God things. Damn it! It worked. <laughs> Uh, the all bills, right. the bills. I don't. I'm not. I'm not supporting <laughs> Al Qaeda. No, I was, was going to say. I was like. I was like. Wait a second. No. It, it, I mean, if you want me to, if you want me to wax Aaron Rodgers, like uh, we can talk about uh, how a plane can't cut through uh, building steel. I was about to say stuff like that. Jet fuel doesn't <laughs> melt Jet, steel beams. Yeah, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, and a plane and a plane's wing doesn't act like a razor blade on building steel either. Yeah, it kind of yeah. just shatters and splinters. I was. So. I, that, that I saw. I we could do a whole it. episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that was literally where a plane hit a light pole and it shattered the wing. Yeah, they're like, like, "Oh yeah, building steel." I bet. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's what that uh, that light pole was made of. Right. Uh, all right. Well, we were wrong. Very uh, wrong. We're not afraid to say it. It's something that people in sports media don't like to say, but damn it, we will say it because yeah. we're men. Uh, we were wrong. Uh, all of us that U of L was able to get the job done against uh, Miami. I didn't think they were going to win again. I, I, I really we went didn't. through the schedule and we were absolutely grasping at straws to see what games they could uh, th- they could win. And we had Miami un- uh, unanimously as a uh, loss. They get the job done. They show some life against NC State. Terrible first half. Tons I mean, that, of turnovers. The, 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 both sides, but they managed to. Take the lead in the second half. Man, and it does was, it fill the seats in the yum? The unanswered, oh, uh, partially. Sorry. The unanswered uh, ten points, twelve points to start the game is. Oh, that was terrible. I mean, uh, in reality, I was watching that game, and so I went. I was watching on my phone, and I threw my phone. I like in the waiting room. I was at, and it was so frustrating. Like I, I went, and I went with my buddy who uh, never goes to basketball games. Actually, I was explaining U of L. He, he only likes football. Um, he graduated from UofL, but uh, I had to explain like things during the game right. like, that would happen. He'd be like, "What just happened? They tipped the ball, it went across, and they didn't call it over and back, but it also didn't reset the uh, the shot clock." I was like, "Because it wasn't actually a possession, but it was an offensive player." He's like, well, "I don't understand." I'm like, "Just it, this the, is the way it works, man." He graduated from here and doesn't like. He's done like he, basketball's just not his thing. He's not a basketball guy. Not a basketball guy. He, he likes football. He you know he will no. never miss a football game. Yeah, each his own. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, no, uh, that 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 start was rough, and I believe that start. We don't start like that. It's we a different game. That game. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that second half, they really they showed some life. I love Hersey Miller. I was happy to see him get the yep. start. I thought that had a positive impact on Tyler Johnson. Um, we were playing a game on the V Show uh, earlier this week, talking a little bit about um, you know one word. Well, I, you describe each player in one word, yep. and I said humbled for Tyler Johnson because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I like him. We, I feel like he's definitely a fan favorite, um, but I do think that getting, you know, the ass beats bench treatment a little yeah. bit, um, I think woke up the whole team. That uh, I, I, you know, people have been critical about Kenny Payne's ability to crack the whip. And I think that was a step in the right direction. And I, I was really pleased with how Tyler played. I thought he played a little bit more controlled. Um, you know, we, I mean, he's an incredible defender. No, uh, he, he is. He, uh, he is incredible. O- almost to a fault. Sometimes right. he, he's a little bit too aggressive. But uh, I, I'd rather have too aggressive than with the highest level of respect to a Trey White. That's just you know Captain Blowby. Yes, you always know. better to always when you're in. 
not that I'm a good coach, uh, always better to tell have to tell a player whoa than go. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree with that. But I mean, it was if they don't get off to that terrible start, and I mean, and I'm not trying to excuse away. It was a sloppy, sloppy first ten minutes from both teams. Oh yeah, like I mean, I think both teams like combined for like eight turnovers in the first five minutes. Yeah, it was it was absolutely like it was really sloppy basketball, but. I mean, the, the cards got some good looks. The shots just didn't fall. Well, and it was very frustrating. And it was also an epitome of like the, the you know a microcosm of an issue that this team will forever forever have this season. They're not a good enough shooting team. Correct. That I mean, they're gonna run into that. Um, even getting good looks and just not getting the shots to fall. And I mean, Brandon had a good look. Hersey had a good look, and just in and out. But it's something they're gonna have to deal with. That's not gonna change. Our leading scorer last year, because I just looked up NC State Louisville and it popped oh. up last year's. Our leading scorer was Sidney Curry with 16 points. Yeah, how about and that? we lost it, by 12. one of his good games. Yeah, that was one of his good games. Yeah, and we lost by 12, and this year we lost by six. So progression. <laughs> well, so uh, I'm sad <laughs> that that Owen, you know the. The unanswered first twelve or whatever. I just gotta see. I, again, I think I think we if we can figure out a way to start that game a little bit better, and hopefully there's some. Um, and we covered. Sorry, <laughs> motivation. They were minus seven and a half favorites. That's true. We lost by six. Great teams cover. Sorry. Yeah, but there was uh there was some motivation. I think hopefully going into the game tomorrow, which uh, as of right now the matchup predictor has them. Has UNC a ninety-eight point three percent chance of winning? Right to our one point seven, and UNC has absolutely smacked a couple people recently. Oh yeah, Syracuse, including NC State. They went yeah, on a fifteen-two run to end that game. Yeah. They looked rather impressive. Uh, NC State was in there battling up until the last like five minutes of the game, and then they just absolutely blew their doors off. I do think it's going to be interesting. Um, some matchup that I'm really looking forward to seeing is. Uh, I mean, you got to think it's going to be what Baycott versus Brandon, BHH, and I mean, it's been frustrating with Brandon Huntley Hatfield, but I mean, he has shown up in some of the bigger games this season. I think he's got uh, overall. Last, he's had a better better year out of the last six games. I'm not entirely sure of this. But he's got either he's got I think he's got five double doubles. Yeah, he was pretty invisible in the uh, he, he did he did his disappearing act. Um, against uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, and that was unfortunate. But he managed to, to squeeze out nine points against UVA, which is like eighteen, you know, against the normal team. So you know, uh, no, he's he's been he's been a, a double double machine this season, and he's had really good performances against some of the better c- competitors. He had what sixteen against UK. Uh, yeah. He was in the twenties in the Miami game. Um, he had, I think. 13 or 15, I can't remember, against Texas. Um, I mean, he has pulled the disappearing act. We kind of saw that again with IU. We saw that with uh, Pittsburgh and everything. But I do think it'll be interesting to see if he's able to – because let's be honest, this is a game, unfortunately, that I, I – you know, again, I'd, I'd love to be wrong. But I think even more so than the Miami game, this is a game that they're not going to win. Well, they're woefully outmatched. We'll just keep saying that. Yeah. They're, they're, well, they're, they're not going to win. We're not going to win. We're not going to win. Well, I mean, they I were guaranteed win. Yeah. So I do think, I really do. I think that the players on UNC, we have two five stars. Right. Right. In theory. Right. Huntley Hatfield is a five star coming out. Mm-hmm. And Scott Clark's a five star coming out. Right. Um, Sorry. UNC has four probably. I don't believe Miami had that. 
you know, they have, they have really good players, guys that have developed incredibly well. But I don't yeah. think we have guys that came out that way. Um, UNC is incredibly talented, just like Duke is incredibly talented. And as long as they get on the floor and execute, they're the kind of players that, um, like Kentucky, teams like Kentucky that are really going to talent us yeah. in, into submission that we have to execute at a level that it doesn't appear Kenny Payne's allowing them to learn. Oh, it's just we haven't really seen them play you at guys, that level. Do you guys think Jalen Withers gets the nod for a start? No. No? No. But I don't I, think he's going to be like, yo, coach, I hate I hate this team. I don't think he hates the team. No, I don't, I don't think he does time, I, I don't think – I don't, I don't think they're starting him. No, he hasn't. He, he hasn't. It would be hilarious, but I, he hasn't put up consistent enough numbers. Yeah, I think he's four points or something like that. Yeah, two rebounds, he's he's, he's had he had a decent start to the season, but that against well, you know, may, maybe he'll get some decent run against Louisville. But I just I remember seeing him in the Jimmy V against uh, UConn. He basically had like four minutes of play, to, had like one rebound and to, maybe two rebounds, and like two fouls and took a. Bad turnaround, oh, no, race jumper. Better dribble a ball off his foot at least once. I, you know, I, 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 I swear, I would, I would enjoy that. Thank God, not rooting against the kid, but just for Me you know, I just, yeah, I just need some sort of payback. Thank yeah, something. God, Texas beat us on that buzzer beater because imagine we had to play UConn. <laughs> that would have oh, been rough. I mean, it would have been, it would have been bad, but I'd have still rather played UConn. I mean, than yeah, the, I would I'd rather, rather have I'd that rather win. lost to UConn than IU. Yeah, I'd rather get blown out by UConn and have a win up in New York instead then. of Kenny getting tricked by Mike Woodson's. Uh, he tricked me. His, his, his fancy, his fancy two-three zone. Yeah, that he, he never played before. Yeah, I didn't know he I'm could do that. I'm a basketball coach my whole life. I played basketball in the '80s. Like I've never seen this before. Two-three zone. This is. He's a genius. <laughs> Witchcraft is this? Yeah. yeah, no, that was that was a rough one. Hey, uh, spe- Kenny, Kenny, uh, like, let's uh, let's adjust to their defense. I I can't. I, I'm stuck. I've never seen this before. <laughs> Kenny, what? Speaking of uh, tonight, uh, as we're uh, recording this, um, Silver Creek's own uh, Trey Kaufman, Wren, yep. uh, and Purdue Zach Eady and company taking on uh, IU. Uh, you got any thoughts on that? I. I don't really I haven't really followed either either team I just know Zach Eady had uh, is continuing to put up pretty decent numbers um I'm happy the, the butt fumble I'm sorry oh okay uh, oh, yeah, oh it is, is. <laughs> it is there you go happy anniversary to the butt fumble yes as we're watching they're showing the, good highlights of him and I was like oh is this the day they like went to the AFC championship and or won it to go to the AFC championship no it was butt fumble no butt fumble day yeah but no, any any thoughts on IU or Purdue? Don't have to give a fake take. I don't really have one. I just think it'd be interesting. I like that. I will say this from a uh, a local standpoint. You know, Janky and I both being um, Silver Creek grads. I like yep. the improvement and the jump. It seems that Trey Kaufman Renz had this season. Yeah, he's, he's been playing uh, pretty well for them. Given that he was given a very good opportunity, and he's absolutely making the most of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Strebel notices the pop tarts. Strebel notices the pop tarts. Yeah, I mean that, that's a decent segue. I'm totally on brand. We're about an hour into the show. Um, we might as well talk about what our food taste is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, we are going to do yes. a pop tart tasting today. Very excited about this. We have uh, eight. I can't count. Eight I just, I just noticed. Mi- I just noticed the one we're missing. One of the ones we're missing. I'm sure there are more. Which is raspberry? Yeah, that's okay. We got blueberry. We got we got two of the berries and cherry. I feel yeah. like those are all pretty, um, pretty safe bets. I want to get a thought on two things on this uh, this sheet here. 
Um, before we go to the pop tarts, we're gonna do a pop tart tasting. Eight different flavors of pop tarts. That'll be our mm, food them. thing this uh, for this episode of mm, the I gas bags. Throw up the fill up my stomach. Empty <laughs> my stomach. This is interesting on Tanner's sheet of lies. Uh, <laughs> Louis Reese Zamet, a young rugby player, is quitting rugby. French. Louis. Louis. Louis Reese Zamet, a young rugby star, will be quitting rugby and try to pursue an NFL career. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Evidently, there's like an NFL like. I think we did that, or didn't the Pats do that? Uh, I don't know, but they I do. Did, they did have uh, a rugby like player, Nate Elber, Nate yeah. Elber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, and he like went back to Australia to like play in the Olympics for them. I think. Well, I thought a couple of uh, there's been a couple of special teams guys. It was that a receiver one. Uh, that's the guy. I'm thinking. We're thinking of the same guy, right? I'm trying to think. I know. Didn't the, the oh Jordan Mulata the. Uh, didn't the, just to look at some, yeah, Nate Ebner, he was a safety. Didn't the Niners have somebody? Like he was more like a special team, really. It was more like, yeah. go tackle that guy that's fielding. I thought punt. the Niners had a punter or somebody that was from I mean, the... There's been lots of punters. Um, the, I know Lou Headley, the punter on the Saints, he was the, like, remember when Miami had that old, like, 28-year-old, 30-year-old punter? Mm-hmm. That was him. He came from Australia, and I think he started out in rugby, and then, like, went to like some community college punted i think he went to san francisco and then miami was like yo come here and he fit it right perfectly i will say i love and i didn't know that know this we talked about this on the v show um i've seen it a couple times and i it's a bucket list thing i want to watch um same with pops australian rules football is fun as shit yeah to watch it is so much fun um and forget about pass interference they are mauling each other yeah um no i i love to watch that but they also have a really cool playoff system where basically, if you get like one of the top four spots, mm-hmm. the opening round of the playoffs is like five through eight play, and it's single elimination. And then you get the opening round of the playoffs, you're ensuring good matchups, because five through eight, there's definitely going to be parity there. <coughs> one through four are going to play each other, yeah. and those are the top teams in the league. But if you lose um, in the you know your, your one, four, two, three matchup, mm-hmm. You then basically get a second life, and you get you play the winners of five through eight. Ah, I really like that playoff it's like, structure. It's like travel travel baseball. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I really like that. So it's you know it's almost like a sprinkling of you know the college World Series yep. where you know there's elimination games and everything like that. But it's I feel like it's a real reward for that one through four. One through four. It's it's better than home field advantage. You basically right. get a second life. Yep. And I really, really like that. And I'd love to see that somehow implemented maybe into the NFL. I kind of like that system a lot. Um, but regardless, I do think it's interesting, this player, uh, this rugby player coming. I only know one rugby player because Jeanette's like best friend is French. Mm. And her husband is um, a big uh, rugby fan. And like Anton Dufresne is like the star French like rugby player, so I he's, kinda, Roy, he's Roy Kent. Yeah, seriously. So I followed him a little bit, um, but um, I like this idea of no, it's a know, good structure. I, you know, I I would love for there to be NFL Europe again, and then also maybe NFL World. Mm. Like, or just like a farm, like an AHL for the NFL. Well, I mean, they have it with the UFL. They're really trying that, and oh, I'm yeah. I, and I'm rooting for that. I, I really I think am. That is but, so much more needed because it's like, yeah. Like I hate to say it, but like Malik Cunningham, like could be cut tomorrow if because right. of the business. And like I'd like to have him 
have some source of income for something that he's done his whole life. Like, right. I think it'd be, that's like the perfect league. Like, yeah, you might not be getting paid that much, but you're getting something for it. Well, they just did the combination between the USFL and the yeah yeah XFL. U- is that the UFL? It was USFL and XFL merged to form the UFL. Yes. Yeah, my Seattle Sea Dragons didn't make it. Yeah, I was kind of bummed about some of the Gage, teams. Gage that gave me shit. He's like, yeah, my Battlehawks of C- C- uh, St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis, St. Louis ain't going awesome. anywhere. That was that was. I'm happy that St. Louis also has a team again. Yeah, and they, they, just, they dude, they draw crazy too. Like it's St. Louis is nuts for sports. They're like. A quick sidebar. This is one thing. I love this city. I feel like we all do. Um, yep. This, though, was frustrating. Visited St. Louis over the summer with Jeanette. Took a little weekend trip. So shout out my boy Mitch. Uh, yeah, I almost said Mitch Hedberg. Rest in peace. Uh, no, my man Mitchell Hannigan, former producer here, works with the Cardinals, got us tickets. It was great. So well, we're at the baseball game. Uh, we see the uh, got to see Will Smith. Yep. And, and, uh, um, you know, Dodgers there. That was fun. There's a Will Smith that plays baseball. And I'm like, you saw Will Smith? No way. Like, he's the actor. So that was a lot of fun. Actually, no. Uh, sorry. Uh, they played the next night. Um, so I watched that game on TV at mm. the bar at the hotel. The uh, Angels were playing. Oh, okay. So I got to see Thor, which was kind of cool. Uh, my former uh, favorite Met. Yeah. By the way, never, if you're in New York, never let anybody give you a superhero nickname if you're a pitcher because right. your career will fucking suck yeah. the second you leave uh, New York. Who was the one there, a Batman? Who was the Batman? Uh, Matt Harvey. That's right. The, yeah, the Dark Knight, who I think was, ended his career with the Reds. Did he yeah. talk about a fall from grace well now in his defense and i would have been messed up from this too is, was, he had a chance with adriana lima they had like a quick like a quick fling and then evidently julian edelman swung in and was mr Steelio girl and seriously matt harvey was never like, the same it was after like, that wasn't he like it was like an mia like report came out they're like yo where is this yeah guy? no like, like he just he like, like you know I'm like, i like i want to be sensitive like to like mental health and everything like that but i seriously think he had like a mental breakdown he had ba- based on that because yeah he just like disappeared and he was never the yeah, same pitcher yeah. after that he was just journeyman he played for, for what the Orioles the Reds I'm trying to think who else he was yeah. with but yeah he had he had a serious fall from grace that also and the fact he didn't want to get pulled in like game uh three I think of the World Series he tried to have a New York moment and basically talked uh you know talked them into keeping him in and then unfortunately gave Went up bad. Yeah, it did not it did not go well. But I was watching that game with Pops, and I was I bought into. It. I was like, "Let's go, Dark Knight! He's gonna do it!" And then it was just like, "All right, well, <laughs> so much for that." Yes, yeah. And then Jerry's Familia came in and blew another, uh, you know, game. So anyway, um, but uh, what were we talking about? Sorry. Oh yeah, no, no, St. Louis. Yep. Um, we go down there, and you're like, I haven't been to St. Louis in a minute. Mm-hmm. It's not that much bigger. Than Louisville, it's not. It's not. And population-wise, and everything like that, it's very comparable. Mm-hmm. But this is the difference. I go down there, and it is a Cardinals uh, baseball game. Yep. Best crowd they've had, and they were fucking atrocious last year. Mm-hmm. Best crowd they had. They're um, supposed it, to be good too. Yeah. No, you know what? It was the Dodgers they played. I got mixed up. Um, Thor wasn't um, wasn't pitching. Um, the uh, it was it was the uh, the Dodgers because the crowd was insane. Yeah. It was the best crowd they had all year, and so it's a sellout for a terrible seventeen win Cardinal baseball <laughs> team. Before that, we're walking from you know some park, and I see all these people walking by with Purina on their shirt. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are these people like dog food? Like, I, I don't know what this mm-hmm. is. It like a dog thing? I didn't realize Purina is in St. Louis. Yep. They're the presenting sponsor of the soccer team. So 
there is a like Travis Tritt concert going on. Or Travis Rett. Is that is that Thomas Rett. Thomas Rett? Thank you. There's a Thomas Rett concert going on. So parking was crazy. So there's that going on. There's a sellout of this MLS soccer team yep. going on, and it's a sellout of the baseball team. That is terrible. And I just was like thinking, I was like, this is why they have pro sports, and we don't, because I love Louisville, but we couldn't do three of those events at once. We could do yeah, maybe we two. No. Well, see, that's the thing, but the people don't show up for it. We have Lou City, and it gets a lot of it gets a lot of support. Yeah, but. Our city, like our first off, I'm convinced if there was a moment where we had the Taylor Swift concert going on, mm-hmm. Loose City was playing, mm-hmm. and the Bats had Ellie De La Cruz. Right. So they're drawing. I'm convinced the city would shut down 65 to do some sort of construction on it because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's what they do. What? Uh, but what? What? What game did we play? What game did U of L play during? Uh, uh, Latin life. life, or was it uh, Bourbon and Beyond? Uh, the Boston College game, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Boston College, Bourbon and Beyond. Yeah, no, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, it, right? It, that was, I think so. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. It was a way. It was an away game. Because we for had Louder a bye week life, right? of um, Louder yeah. Than Life. Oh, we were on a bye week. No, yeah, that's right. It was. It was a bye week for that. No, I feel like no. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. It, it was. It had to have been. U of L football. I think it was a bye week. I just remember I bought tickets to go see Ellie De La Cruz at, for the Bats. The day before the game, you got called, and then up. I like woke up and I was like, Elliot David Cruz got called up, and I was like, "Fuck!" I, I know. I'm so, I'm like, so mad I missed him here because God, he was just I, a freaking cheat code. Thing. I used to work for the Bats, and they had a like, Hunter Green and um, oh yeah, Jose Barrio, and yeah. at the time Barrio was yeah. like number one like across the MLB like for prospects, and I was like, "Yo, this is awesome, dude!" He was he, he was, was like, pretty good, freaking moonshots, and it was the funniest thing was. I knew about Hunter Green because during high school, it was like, that guy is that guy. Like, he had all the hype up. And I remember wa- like it was me and uh, my roommate, Brett Piatti. We were watching him play, and he like it was just like every time someone connected with his fucking fastball, it was out of the park. And, like, we were just watching, like, this fucking guy is, like, supposed to be the top prospect or, like, one of the top prospects. Then he ended up being in Cincinnati this year, and he actually did pretty. Yeah, good. no, no, yeah, he's got like he, watching him into AAA. I was like, this guy, it fucking sucks. And then it's like, oh wait, actually, he's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, he's pretty good. He was in AAA to iron out some of the it kinks. Was, it, yeah, was the, sure. it was the Boston College. Game it was the Boston that. College game, and everything went fine. No, I mean and that they was were a good on, crowd too. They were on top of each other. It was a good crowd, like, but but I'm saying like, there's and times mantled. There's times though where I would love for to have that type of confidence. That Louisville could support three major events and do it at sellout capacity. All I know is that I love Lou City. I love going to the games. I love U of L football. And I think with Jeff Brom, they are going to have no problem selling that out. But sometimes during the summer, and this was a summer event, you know, fall is different. Fall, people show out, you know, with football. You don't have to worry about anything. If Louisville's good, people are going to be there for it. Right. But the other stuff, and that's where professional sports come in. I don't know if people show up for them. Yeah. Well, like, so, here's, so here's where I will uh, rebuff you. And I would love, do, please do, because I'd love to be wrong. Because yeah. it drove me nuts that, that a city that is the same size as us has all these cool, shiny toys four hours away. And there's no fucking reason that we shouldn't have at least one of them. So you've got. I don't want to. Interrupt you guys. News just broke. The you know how we have the uh, Tennessee's <coughs> uh, transfers are going to Ole Miss and they're flipping to us. Yeah, 
We just got another one, Tyler Barron, the, the uh, edge rusher. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, our D line's going to be Dude, our D line's going to be insane. <laughs> and our secondary with Quincy back? Yeah. Shit. And they, those other two uh, Tennessee guys at safety. Yeah. We're going to. So let's say uh, the SEC's better. This this summer, right, Louisville gets um, the Savannah Bananas. Yeah. yeah. So let's equate the Savannah Bananas to the Dodgers coming in to play the Cardinals. Right. Okay. You can't get a ticket for the Savannah Bananas for. Oh, it's sold out. For in the like, six days that they're here. Yeah. So, like. People show up when it's something. If if it if it's the Louisville Cardinals pro baseball team versus the Dodgers, people are here. On top of the fact that the St. Louis Car- the Cardinals have been in St. Louis for oh, and, 75, and, 80 years. And it is. I mean, they're known for right. having. They're a great baseball town. I understand right. that. And then you, know. you took away their football team, right? So they probably latched. To the soccer, the soccer team. team a little bit, regardless of. But they also had a concert, and there was something else going on that night too. And I just was like, right, but like, man. so like when you're thinking about a concert, right? People are coming from outside of the city most of the time, right? To do that, especially when you're talking about uh, old Thomas Red Atkins hmm. uh, there. That um, you know he's he's drawn from the suburbs and out, right, of there in Missouri and. South Illinois, right? Maybe even some Western Kentucky at that point. Yeah, no, and I mean, if you if you have a city that's the same size of Louisville, and you are selling out those events, then yeah, you are bringing people from the surrounding area. It just it just struck me, and also the downtown area was lit, right. and that's something that really frustrates me. And you know, not trying to get like political protests, like the pandemic. It's been a rough go, right. and, and the downtown has always been kind of struggling, and it definitely took a couple steps back in the last five years, 100%. But, man, it just it just really struck me. I was like, I don't know if my city could consistently. This was a fucking, like, Thursday during the, during the summer. Like, look, our city can ball out a handful of times a year. Right. I have no doubt of that. The Danny Wimmer, shout out Danny Wimmer, the Bourbon and Beyond, and Louder Than Life. Electric events. I mean, if we could get back to the uh, hometown rising thing again. Too. I would love hometown rising. Yeah. Three weeks of that, three yeah, straight absolutely. weeks. Are you fucking kidding me? That'd be amazing. And I mean, there's Danny, if you're listening, Danny, if you're listening, bring it back here, baby. We'd love to have it. Uh, I mean, Derby, of course, it shows out. Right. You know, throughout all of Derby, you know, the city, city's electric. Uh, I mean, Loose City will draw good crowds. If Louisville basketball is good, I have no doubt that they won't sell the have, Yum Center out again. I think if we have a pro team, I think even if we have a women's pro team. I think the women's pro team draws in the top third of the... Uh, I would agree with that. But see, that's the problem. Like, it's still... And I'm not trying to lick sprinkles off donuts. It's still women's basketball. So, to be... I'm saying to be in the top three in attendance is very impressive. And I think it speaks to how much this city loves sports and right. women's sports. And also, how many... Uh, you know, Louisville and UK ties will be. Um, I mean, shoot, just go go through the list. Dana Evans or, or Ryan Howard. I mean, there's been a lot of players. Angel McCautry. Yep. You know, there's been a lot of you know locals that have had flourishing um, WNBA careers or are young and upcoming in, in, in the WNBA. Um, I mean, even with the NBA teams, I think if we have an NBA team, I, th- I still think we pull the top half. I, oh, yeah. I would be interested if, to see that. We, see, that's the thing because again, I'm not trying to like <laughs> hate on women's sports, but to be the top three in the WNBA, you're drawing what like fifteen thousand. 
you know, I mean, the 10,000, 10,000. Yeah. So like 10,000, I would say, and that's nothing to, you know, shirk at, at all. No, no, but I'm just saying, you you get what I'm saying. Like, I feel like to be in the top half of the NBA, like really speaks to the sustainability of professional sports in your city. I didn't mean to like take over the show with this, but I do think there's meat on the bone here. No, you're right. We got screwed though with the um, the Raptors looking at coming here to play for the COVID season. Oh God, that would have been amazing. But then it was because of the Brianna Taylor stuff going on. Uh-uh. Um, they couldn't do it, and they had to go to Tampa. But I think if that, if we had just half of season of an NBA team coming in, like I feel like the city would notice. Be like, oh wait. Well, on. Phil Baker definitely has thoughts on this because he knows all about the ins and outs, being working with the you know NBA to Lou group and everything like that. And I know there's financials and everything to to look at, but I would love. Yeah, something like some sort of trial run to just prove that we could do it. Because I, mean, I think the Yum Center houses the NBA team, no problem. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the best thing we have going for us. We have a turnkey arena yeah. that is state of the art. And I mean, it has, I mean, that's a true, truth be told, that's the only reason that there's any real discussion <laughs> of bringing an NBA team here. I mean, outside of like, um, I don't know, maybe like five or six teams, the Yum Center's probably on par better than. Oh, the rest of the league. 100% agree with that. 100% agree with that. And I mean, it just, I don't know. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to take over the show with that. It you just, it Hornets really. Because <laughs> they have the lowest. Uh, I would love to see, I'd lo- you, love to I, see an NBA team. I'd love to bringing, see an MLS team. I don't think you're moving a team right now. I think oh, if they yeah. do it, they're expanding. Yeah, no. And, and unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be Las Vegas, Seattle, yeah. Mexico City, and then probably Louisville next on the list. I would so, hope so. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe one day we can we can uh, we can dream. I'd love for, the, for them to take a bite because they're not going to take three. So if they're really trying to go to Mexico City, they want to go to Vegas anyway. Right? And they want to go to Seattle. So if they're going to go to Mexico City, there has NBA to be a fourth. Is or no both MLB and the NBA are both the only two team or leagues that don't have thirty two teams. So maybe they expand one day. Who knows? Love, love to see it. Love to see an NHL team here too. But that's, that's not, I just looked up for or all the old teams in uh in like Louisville, and we've tried hockey six times. <laughs> no, because they've gone to. I could do a whole hour on professional hockey in the city, but I, I won't do that. All right. So with that, we are going to take a, a quick break, um, and we are going to open up our pop tarts, and we're going to do this pop pop tart tasting around out. Uh, this episode of the Gas Bags podcast. So uh, a little bit of post-production now. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. The Battle of the Bluegrass enters its final front. It's hockey time again in the 502. Hey, Nick Valvano here. Join myself and Patrick Sullivan Friday as UofL Hockey hosts UK. Our Hatfield media coverage starts Friday at 730 on 93.9 The Ville. And you can watch the live stream on cardsicehockey.com. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. 
All right, coming back. Three, two, one. All right, post-production over. Uh, we got a pee. We got our Pop-Tarts open. Um, Tanner had something real fast about the uh, college football game. Is that coming right? Coming out July 12th. 2024. Nice. I'm I'm interested like uh, to hear any of the details. Um, I'm gonna put. Uh, can I get time off from Avery? Yeah, there you just go. That week, just take that Come week back. off and just I play. I have made Louisville a dynasty. <laughs> uh, I do. I wonder. Like I said, I wonder how the uh, NIL deals are gonna um, play out from I that. Know who it's gonna be on the cover. Also, yeah, also, also that. true. Because I did, I mean, I said this, this is one of the, like, I jumped on this. This is one of the few times I think I had um, a take before anybody else. When NIL first got introduced, I immediately thought that if they do a college football game, that's going to be the first all-encompassing thing <coughs> where, I mean, guys that are on Austin P are going to have to, you know, have the same sort of deal as the guys on Alabama. And I, I wonder what the details are because I know they ran into some issues with that. Um, I remember... Caleb Williams was like, I'm not signing my name. Yeah. Like, no. And it was like, everyone was like, okay, cool. I, we waited way too long. We're not going to just, you're not going to Yeah, right. Stop our you'll decision. just be Q, Q, QB you're six or whatever. Yeah. QB yeah. 13, you'll be a 99 overall. Yeah, we'll right. will still play with you. Yeah, right. It just won't, won't have your name. Um. <laughs> Power of editing is very easy. Yeah, right. Know. We'll put a mustache on you or something. And then, yeah, people will know without knowing. Um, all right. So, no, looking forward to that. All right. So, the uh, Pop Tart. Um, the Pop Tart tasting. What we have here are eight Pop Tarts, and uh, we are going to go through them, taste them. I, I I don't know how we should judge them. On uh, I mean, they all have the same texture. First off, are you guys a hot room temperature or cold Pop Tart person? Mm. So actually, I'm a I am a room temperature one, and that all comes that stems from the military. Yeah, but, I was going to say that makes sense. Well, you guys, when you get them in an MRE, right. room temperature. I've never really had a cold one. Like I've only they're always like in the cabinet, so they're always at room temp. I I, I always warm them. I, I usually warm them up though. Put them I, in the toaster. I enjoy a warm one. Oh no, yeah. I, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy a warm one too. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say I'm mostly a room temperature guy because I'm lazy. But I have recently, more recently than eating a hot one, I've eaten the cold ones. Yeah. Strong. Strong. Yeah, like, uh, you guys just put them in like the fridge? Or just put them in the I fridge. Mean, I've never done it, so. And the, des- the dessertier ones, I mean, they're all dessert, but I mean like the chocolatey ones really yeah. pop. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, Cookies yeah. and cream, the sundae, like the, the s'mores. One. God, that's one. Yeah, I, me- I meant to get that one too. That's on s'mores. me. S'mores. They didn't like have it. I got all the bullets And out. like cherry, I'd warm up a like. Cookies and cream one, I'd eat room temperature wise. I mean, right. I love the s'mores warmed. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's strong. It's really good cold too. Yeah. I will say it's really good. All right, so we're gonna hop through these. Um, I feel like, I mean, texture. There's really At some no point. point. There's got to be like a division too, like, uh, like fruit flavors versus. Yeah, maybe we should do that because because uh, we'll go through the flavors. What we have here, um, I feel like we have the four classics. We got strawberry, cherry. Brown sugar cinnamon, which is like the divisive one, I think. Yep. Polarizing. And blueberry. Um, so we got those. Um, we also have some of the newer ones. We have s'mores and cookies and cream, which aren't newer. They've been around since I was a kid, but yep. you know you know what I mean. They're the non, non, non-traditional flavors. And then we have a couple of novelty flavors. I basically destroyed one of them, unfortunately, while I was <laughs> opening the package. But we have Eggo flavored and Applejack flavored. Yeah. So I've long since thought that about five, ten years ago, M&M's, Lay's potato chips, 
Pop-Tarts and Oreos decided to have an arms race of who can make the more batshit crazy flavors. Because seriously, you have like sriracha, uh, no joke, sriracha flavored M&M's. Lay's is winning. No, Lay's, you know, they have like chicken and waffle flavored like chips. Which isn't good. Like uh, Oreos. Oreos has Sour Patch Oreos. I know. They're actually good. I, you know what, you know what, the best not one. Not with milk though. Don't fuck around with that. I, I have never had the sour patch Oreos for the whole time. Yeah, it was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Proud of you. Um, candy corn Oreos. Ugh. VP, if you're listening, I doubt you are, um, because you probably won't let us do this again. Um, <laughs> but Drew Diener and I are in agreement. The candy corn Oreos, no matter what your thoughts on candy corn are, candy corn Oreos fucking slap. They, they might be my favorite chocolate cookie. No, vanilla cookie, mm. candy corn icing, electric. Mm. Absolutely my favorite. I mean, I could see how the flavoring would work in that particular situation because mm. it doesn't taste like wax. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's If it's not my favorite um, uh, Oreo, it's definitely one of in my top three. I mean, for your sure. favorite Oreo is clearly the Oreo. Uh, yeah, I mean, the classic. The classic. Double stuff. Like, I, I got to say double stuff. I think it's double stuff. I think it's too much. I've I I used to eat them. A I mean, lot it depends. Up, yeah, but depends on how many you eat. Recently, I've like noticed. I'm like, I don't like this much of like the cream. Well, I don't like to go anything beyond double stuff. There's yeah. like the triple stuff, and then there's the one that's like instant diabetes. I'm the like, mega. yeah, the mega. No, 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 thanks. Like, I'm I'm good with double stuff. No, double I think st- let me let me br- let me break your brain for a second. You know they have the, how they have the thins. Love the thins. They have the thins in double stuff. Really? Oh yeah. Oh man, because I, I do love the thins. Yeah. The thins are pretty awesome. It's the texture. The texture yep. changes. Yep. Like I like the golden ones too. I feel like they. Have they you had the lemon ones? First off, I like lemon. I'm wow. not a huge oh, lemon I fan. You said I, the woman ones. Yeah, that's like, what I thought too. And then I was like, that? oh, lemon. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, yeah, the women flavored ones. The women flavored ones. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little medley. <laughs> that would get us canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh God, <laughs> Jesus, Jakey. Oh man, no, I'm not a huge lemon fan, but I have had the lemon ones. They kind of taste like lemon bars a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah no, th- I, no, they're I solid. Like they're solid. What is what of like all of the four I mentioned? M and M's, Pop Tarts, Oreos, and Lay's. What's been your favorite consistent non traditional flavor? Because those those I think those Dill four pickles Lay's dill pickle Lay's. Uh, that's strong. Dill, d- yeah, the dill lays are really good. I, I mean, I like dill pickles as it is, and now you're making me eat a chip with it. I gotta say, the chicken and waffle ones were great. I liked the first batch, and I'm so mad at my brother because the power of fucking adjectives, Jamie, if you're listening. The first do us a flavor thing, yep. the competition yep. they had. I think the winner was cheesy garlic bread, and it was good. It was yep. very good. It was very very good. My brother and his friends entered into the contest. Mm. Garlic bread. They didn't do cheesy garlic bread. They were one adjective away from winning a half a million dollars, whatever the fuck the prize was. Sons of bitches. Yeah, sons of bitches. The power of adjectives, kids. Um, all right, so can't judge these on texture. We'll just kind of go through. Well, do you think you can judge them on texture? No, they're going to be the same. I mean, because I mean, the filling all kind of is the same. We'll just do it on taste. One to five, one to ten. What do you guys think? One to ten. One to ten? Yeah. All right, we'll do one to ten, and we'll just dive right into it. So the first one, let us break bread, let us break Pop-Tarts. Um, give us our day. Yeah, give us our day. <laughs> we'll do uh, blueberry here. I'm not going to be, I mean, we're basically going to essentially eat like four Pop-Tarts each, so I'm going to go kind of easy on we, it. We started pulling them out. Jank, he was like, no, no, no. We'll just yeah, he, grabbed, he was grabbing out three packs. No, 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 no. And I was no, no, no. like, thank God you said that, because <laughs> I was not eating six, like no. straight up. Even my fat ass would struggle with that. 
Maybe we should also judge it based on the accuracy of the flavor. Cause yeah. This is fucking spot on about blueberry. This is blueberry. This is blueberry. It tastes a little bit similar to the wildberry ones. The red which green. was like the first new flavor they had. Right, remember like the extreme flavors? Yeah, remember yep. back in the nineties? Yep. I remember. Yep. Blew my fucking mind as a kid watching Nickelodeon. But whoa, they have purple icing now. Purple icing, grandma, with the little, with the little blue squiggly. With the yeah. blue, yeah, the little blue squiggly, yeah, hundred percent. So I'm particularly not a blueberry fan in general. Right, I just became one. <laughs> but the blueberry pop tart is not bad. <clears throat> no, it's it, it's pretty solid. I will say, when I was younger, I avoided it like the plague because mm-hmm. I didn't like blueberries. Yeah, but then as I got older. Love blueberries, one of my favorite fruits. It's fur, it's further down the list for me, mm-hmm. just in general, on past experience. But that's a good pop tart. It's solid. Um, I'm gonna give that one. So, do we have a pen? Should write these down. We got that Sharpay. The Sharpay. All right. So blueberry. All right. We'll do Janky, Nick, Tanner, J N T. What are your scores? J N T. Um, Janky, start us off. Six. Six. Because it is good. I would pick it before I'd pick some of the other ones, I believe. I'll go seven. Um, but it's probably, I'm probably going to change that based on, you know, as we get go down the list. Yeah. Tanner? Yeah. It's good, and I don't want to, like, get ahead of myself and be like, yeah, it's so good. And like a nine. I'll give it, like, a 7.5. 7.5? 7. All right, cool. I was going to give it a 7.25, but um, for that very reason, like, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself all right right. brown sugar brown sugar cinnamon i'm excited this was one that my grandma bought the crap out of as a kid and i never really liked it i gotta be honest but but it's still good it's like it's like a 30 for 30 even the 30 for 30s you don't really like are still pretty fucking good this is the most prevalent flavor inside of an mre really yeah interesting i've had more brown sugar um, Pop tarts than any other flavor, for sure. Really, absolutely. Because, and I think it is because nobody likes it oh, for the most man. part. Really, yeah. So people do just eat all the leftover ones, or no? When they're packing the MRE, right? They get all the brown sugar ones because they can't sell enough of them. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then, like, they don't come in the package like that. They come in another vacuum sealed. You just get one. Okay, so you get one in your MRE. So somewhere, so that, by the way, they make MREs in Evansville, Indiana. Oh, okay. At a prison. What is an MRE? Meal, I, meal ready to eat. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. Oh, I sure. knew that from my GI Joes. I will uh, I will obtain some, and I'll bring them. Oh, that could be fun. That could no. be a fun. Because I've heard some of them are good, some of them are terrible, some of them are yeah. right in between. I, honestly, uh, I like them. I, again, I'm not choosing it as my first. Right. If, I, if they're like, "Hey, would you like to have a slice of pizza or MRE?" I'm like, "Pizza man." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> my uh, my neighbor's dad was in the military. Mm-hmm. It was in the Air Force, and he knew that I liked Army stuff as a kid. So mm-hmm. he gave me a couple MREs to eat as a kid, and I think I still have one because it was so cool. I didn't want to eat it. I ah, think I still have like a don't 20 year old ch- chocolate bar or something like that. Um, I bet it, it's still probably edible because it's like vacuum it's sealed. It's vacuum sealed, but, yeah. but I think they do have a. Sh- they still have a little bit of a. Oh light. yeah, no, for sure. But uh, unless I mean, they're kept in a cool, dark place. Well, maybe. Bottom of your sock drawer. Yeah, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. right next to the Playboys and the sticky socks. Anyway, there you go. Um, no, the uh, yeah, like I've actually had a couple. One of my favorite videos to watch, by the way, 
are military guys from different militaries eating each other's MRE oh. and ju- and judging it both positively and negatively. Well, for the most part, they're all the same. Well, some, yeah. Like, because I, they all come from the same, like I said, they're all made in a prison in Indiana. Well, no, but I mean, like, it's like, you know, a British Army guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eating, like, a, an American, and they, like, you know, both are like, yeah. what the hell is this? Like, you know, why, why are you eating? He's like, no, those are biscuits. And then he's like, what the hell is this? I'm like, it's dehydrated fruit. Just add some water. Yeah. And then, you, know, and then, you know, something like that. That's kind of fun. All right, so scores for the brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart. Five. Five? I'll go six. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was. It's better than I like. You know, it's better than I remember it as a kid. I felt like I was kind of like meh, but as I've gotten older, it's solid. I think that's one of Jeanette's favorites. I'm with Janky Five. I five. on the opposite side of you. When I was little, I really liked them, so I thought I was going to get like this nostalgia, all that, but it wasn't as good as I remembered. So I give it a five. It was better than I remember, but um, yeah. So I mean, look, if that's if that's one of the ones that's like polarizing, still. Gets the job it's still done. respectable, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think I'd if I had it warm, I'd or a little bit like you know, like yeah. Put I do it in think the toaster. I think I'd. I've give it never a, had that one toasted, that was and I bet I bet that one's pretty good. Toasted. I was definitely would have bumped that up to like the seven or an eight, but it's not warm. It's room temp, so five. Yeah, we should make note that all of these are room temperature, um, which this room is incredibly hot. So it, it is rather toasty. Could yeah. Be getting all right, this is going to be one that I think is either amazing. Oh, by the uh, for the cinnamon, I think that was pretty spot on. With the flavor description, I think it was pretty yeah. cinnamony. Yeah, Absolutely, it wasn't like spicy cinnamon. Do you it was remember? Did you ever cinnamon. made? Uh, did you ever used to make cinnamon sugar bread? Um, cinnamon sugar. Toast? No, but but I, I had a friend that did. Yeah, yeah. That's and, what that always reminds me of. I, mean, yeah. I do like it. I like the actually I like the toast better where you butter it and then you sprinkle the cinnamon sugar. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Oh well, boy. The goalie I played with would always mm. like whenever I went over to his house, we would have cinnamon toast. It was so good because that that crunchiness. And then the well for yeah. me like the like the only thing this misses is the butter flavor. Yeah, that too. You need a little bit of both because that texture and yeah. flavor, yeah, definitely makes cinnamon toast a little bit better. All right, yeah, so this is going to be one that I think is amazing or terrible. This is one I've never had before. It is the Eggo waffle that is just mauled to death because I opened it like a fucking caveman. Well, and I feel like you probably brought it over here like in your shoe. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, I think I like dropped this like a hockey puck. So, all right. It smells like Eggo. It smells maple-y. Uh-huh. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Not a fan. No. Disappointing, like aftertaste. Yeah. It's like, oh, I taste it, and then it just stops being flavorful. Well, I think because I think it's relying heavy on that maple syrup. Yeah. Good on the nose. Very smells good. Yeah. I will say the cinnamon one probably smells better than the blueberry. Fucking, I'm just gonna put all the pieces over there. We'll clean it, we'll clean it all up. Making a fucking mess over here. No, it's awful over here. I know you can't see it because you've, you've built your wall. Yeah, I built my wall of uh, Pop-Tart boxes, but it's just fucking it's Pop-Tart graveyard over there. Um, Probably going to go five and a half on that. Cinnamon is better. Um, Three. Fun novelty. Fun novelty. Again. Smells w- good. Warm could change that. Like yeah. Toasted could change it. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to change it that much. I think I think it could jump up to a seven because I think um, I don't know I don't know I, again the I, warmth I'm, like at that point it'll really taste like a waffle. I feel like the the ego pop tarts a lot like if we fire Kenny Payne, <laughs> the team's just not going to get it a better enough for it to really matter. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good analogy. Yeah, I've been saving. I've been saving it. Quick uh, side note. 
hot, I don't know if it's a hot take. I fucking love cold Eggo waffles. Like put them in the fridge, not the freezer, and just pop them out. Yeah, like so they like thaw a little bit, but they're still cold. Okay. And just grab them and nom them, dude. And they're also great for sandwiches. Oh my god. I think being good for sandwiches. Yeah. 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 I'm such a fat fuck. All right. Putting some bacon and eggs in between. That's what I'm saying. It's like a it's like a McGriddle, just not as sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'll it's it slaps. You cut cut it and like dip it in salt. Yes. Janky. See, this is why we're this is reason number ten thousand that we're friends. Yeah. (laughs) You are totally. Listen, we're both totally fat kids. (laughs) Except you're freaking chiseled out of granite. I'm trying to get there. We're like, and I will never not be. I will never not be a fat kid at heart. Tanner, I can't tell if Tanner's a fat kid. Food's my weakness. Uh, I was chubby growing up a little bit. I can see you being chubby. Yeah, I was. I was pretty. I was pretty chubby. <laughs> I used to get called chubs by my dad because my dad was also kind of fat. Definitely, he has lost a lot of weight since I was little. Him. But I used to make a joke that yeah, fat dad, and then he was like, all right, yeah, chubs, and I was like, all right, cool. So then like, <laughs> we're on the baseball field, and he's like, come on, chubs, get it, get it, like, get a hit and get on like. Get on board or something, and then like every, like every parent's like, "The fuck did he just call his son?" <laughs> it's like, dude, the, you guys uh, don't get it. Like, it's loving. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. no, this is this is how we express love. As my chair goes out from under me, that was exciting. My, um, my daughter, the the uh, ginger demon, right? <laughs> um, she is uh, relentless, and I, we've been working on it uh, with fat people. With like with overweight people, like she uh, she looked right at a person that, that she she I know that's one of my friends, but looked right at him. And she barely knows him. And she goes, "What's up, Chubber McChubbersons?" And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, "Man, I'm sorry, but like she's ruthless." Oh my at god, that's day, funny. No one will ever hurt your feelings more than a child. Oh they yeah. don't understand no. what words really mean. No, right? She's just she, no. I think she whoever, knows. Yeah, whoever made the like saying like yeah, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. Never had a child. Yeah, like, a child will just them, they like, hit you right in the soul. Yeah, like right. and they do it Damn. innocently. Like, like, you look so cute saying that. I hate you. Like, yeah, Jeanette's like nephew calls us fat all the time, little fucker. And then like he's <laughs> funny as hell, but he's such a little shit sometimes. He's a good kid. Um, but yeah, like he'll just like hit you with that. It's like, damn, dude. Like I'm trying to, do, I'm trying to do better. Hey, Merry Christmas to you, man. Like, yeah, I know. Seriously, man. And then uh, Liebs's daughter is constantly telling me that I'm gonna die alone if I don't marry Jeanette soon. And she, I'm like, how old are you? You're like I mean, eight. Maybe and Jeanette she, is just like. That's her little agent, like yeah, right. you know, they're, they're drop could, messages at this guy. So yeah, just guilt him into proposing. Yeah, that, that's true. That could be. Just it could going be one down of those on things. one knee, like just like oh, his daughter. We were his daughter said that I was going to be too old to have kids, and they would love me, and I'll die alone. Will you marry me? Um, all right, so three for the ego from Janky, five and a half from me. Let's say you, Tanner. Two. I did not, wow. I did not like that at all. Wow. All right, this was always one on the commercials I thought looked so cool, Mm, but I never really ate it that much. We're talking about the classic cherry. 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 Very aesthetically pleasing Pop-Tart, I feel like. The pink icing smells cherry. The red sprinkles. Red sprinkles. Mm. The little sprinkles do add a little texture. That is, maybe there is a little bit of texture to this. Mm. Solid. Just solid Pop-Tart. Yeah. I kind of want to eat that whole thing. Eight. Manja. Eight says Tanner. I'm the probably... Nostalgia. The nostalgia factor that nostalgia. I I was going to get from the, mm. the brown sugar. 
I'm going to go 7.5. 8. 8. Yeah. Like, I want to go higher for blueberry and cherry. Uh, like, part of me is I'm saving it for the ones that are, like, my favorite flavors. Like, s'mores and strawberry are two of my favorites. So, I feel like if I give those eights, then I'm going to have to give those nines, and I don't know about that. But, no, <laughs> 7.5, 7. that is a good damn Pop-Tart. No, absolutely. Good damn Pop-Tart. Cherry's one of my favorites. Cherry, cherry, yeah. Like, my Mendoza line is, like, seven. Anything above seven, I'm nomin. And quite honestly, I probably... It's probably seven and a half for blueberry, probably eight for cherry. I'm just being a little strict because um, for one of my favorites, strawberry, which is I grew up on these. I grew up on actually the plain strawberries. No frosting. No frosting, which hot take, really like those. Might even like them more than the icy ones. But you got to eat those warm. Well, Well, because when you were a kid, everybody thought the uh, ones with no icing more the uh, generic ones. I will say, this is a hot take. Generic, plain Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. Whichever company had that like sugared, like it was like a crystal sugar that was on top of it. So it didn't have frosting. Right. It had that sugar. Those, possibly my favorite Pop-Tarts. Generic ones. Mm. This is going to be weird. I honestly think somebody should just watch us do this. Hmm. Yeah, we probably should have videoed this. <laughs> I will say I finished. This is the first one I finished. I mean, you were waiting. Like, yeah. Like I was telling you with the cherry, manja. Manja. Absolutely. But here's the thing. I like the cherry as much as that one. I don't. I mean, I like, so the, the strawberry is a seven. I'm going 7.5 for that one, too. It wasn't as, it was great, but I think the nostalgia you know, kind of carried it. Um, I liked it as much as the cherry. Mm. Um, yeah, Eight, 7.5. 8.5, and I think if it was warm, just like I used to have it when I was like getting ready for school back in the day, it would have been a 10. That's where I'm at, so 8.5. It's a good Pop-Tart. I, that's always, that was my, my go-to. That was my So my, my thought here, right, is that Nick never had them warm getting ready from school no. unless someone else did it for him uh janky dude you are na- you are <laughs> nailing it because i'm betting 100 percent. nick was yeah. rushing nick, out the door nick was rushing out the door just grabbing a fistful of them trying yeah. to trying to eating trying to them on the bus allentown road 100 percent. Like, never like hardly to ever toasted them nick with bob dad how do i how do i use the toaster i want to warm it up <laughs> God damn it, Nikki! Like what? Like hold the lever down. Oh, see, I grew up with an Italian grandma, so I didn't know how to cook fucking well, anything. They, they, right, because, because she was making it. Yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was handling business. Oh, she absolutely, absolutely was. That was her kitchen. Um, like it, seven point five uh, for me. Now, this is probably my favorite pop tart. The next one here, uh, the good old s'more. This was this. Along with strawberry, I grew up with. I think this was like the pre, like like if you showed up on the bus with the s'more pop tart, people were like, "Damn, yeah, no, s'more pop tart." You could flex a little bit with yeah. this, especially when it first came out. Uh-huh. Mm. Did you guys see the new um, South Park Mm-mm. special? They make fun of like the new drink Prime, <laughs> and uh, they called it Cred, <laughs> and it was like what you were saying, like. Kids would go into school and like whoever had the most cred, right? Which is kind of funny. Like, right. 
they had kids around. <laughs> like they had like a backpack of like three on each side in the holder. <laughs> they had like it was like um, they did like a, mm. a limited edition like uh, sell or sale for one. And like kids were dying at the CBS because they're <laughs> fighting over it. Like that's all I can think of when you're like, yeah, you walked on with a s'mores pop tart. Like shit got real. Yeah, like, no, people it, knew who instant you instant credibility. Well, that's eight point two five for me. And the thing about s'mores, I love s'mores pop tarts. I love s'mores cereal. Actual s'mores, like them. Don't love them, but they're very sticky. And I usually burn with the, with the golden grams. Do I, yes, oh, love bro. that cereal. Oh. oh my god, that's my favorite cereal. That is so good. Ten, ten, the ten from Janky, a perfect ten. I'll go eight point five. That Big fan. Is, that thing is beautiful. And the great thing about it is it's good. I literally Plain. ate the whole pop tart. Like, yeah, like you all split one. I ate the pop tart. You ate the whole one. That thing's great because it's good room temperature. Yep. It's good. It's great cold and it's great hot. I was gonna say the, I'm giving it a nine because of the versatility. Like yeah. you could have it warm. Could it have it? Or like room temp, hot or toasted. The uh, I've never had a cold though, so I the like change it. to the uh, to the crust being the graham cracker. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, the only thing I will I will say about it is it can get a little dry. Like if you eat like two of them, it, mm. it's a tiny. It, it can get a little dry. But even even that said, that's that's just a personal nitpick. Right. But you're right. That flavor. Is it's the best it's the best flavored crust yeah. of any of these. For sure. Hundred percent agree. All right. Now this one, I think this crust will give it a run. We got cookies and cream. One of my favorite this is this is not S tier for me, but I think this is a uh A tier for sure. Smells good. Love that smell. Mm. Mm. That's strong. I think these came out like Right towards the end of my high school, mm-hmm. like late nineties. It sounds about right. Yeah, and yeah, right when I was entering middle school. Oh. Yeah, um, it's a great pop tart. I think these and Wildberry were real close together. Mm-hmm. When yeah, they came out. yeah, I agree. Mm. I think they came out after S'mores and Wildberry, but not far after. No, I, I think S'mores was like early nineties. Really? I think so. Maybe. Because you got to remember, like, the plain Pop-Tart was, like, late 60s, early 70s. That's a good point. That's a good point. Pop-Tarts have been around for a while. Mm. It's a really good one. I mean, that, that crust with the, I mean, it nails the, the right flavor of chocolate. Yeah. I was just about to say, I was like, because on the box is a generic Oreo. But generic Oreos, to me, I like them, but they have that weird flavor. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just... I think Not, that crust gets to me. The crust of that gets super close to Oreo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the 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 cookie that's on it's the high, box. It's, it's high and it's high and cacao. Yeah, yeah. You know what it tastes like to me? It tastes like a little bit like the Oreo O's cereal. Yeah, and that one. Oreo O's yep. cereal tastes very very good. It's not quite Oreo though. Oh, no, it's a different. Not, but no. but the crust of this. Doesn't taste like generic Oreo, right? Which generic Oreo to me just kind of has a weird waxy something. It's not necessarily bad. It's just not really, you know, my favorite. Michaela Schifrin, big fan of hers, by the way. Um, she's on the TV. Not as good as S'mores, but nine. solid. I'm going to give it an eight. I'm giving it a nine. I'm giving it a nine again. That's my second favorite one. I will say, following up what I said about the S'mores, this one will definitely give you 
make you thirsty. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say I'm giving it a seven because of that. Because of that very yeah. That dryness. No, there is a lot I of cacao. It's like it's like I said about s'mores. Like if it was or um. 1963 Pop-Tarts. No shit. I didn't realize they were around that long. I How about that? if that was warm, I'd give it like a nine. Probably. They're electric cold. These are my favorite ones cold. Probably tastes a lot like ice cream. Yeah, exactly. They really do. All right, last but not least, we have this Apple Jacks. This is the one Jacks. I was excited for. This I one. I've never seen this. <laughs> I have, I've never seen it either. It has the... Uh, I've had, I had these this summer. You did? Okay. It has the red and orange sprinkles. Just like the Pop Tart or the uh, Apple Jack cereal, green and white. Wait, whoa! What happened to cinnamon? What? No, cinnamon's there. Flip it over. No. Flip it over. Cinnamon's there. Yeah, but it's not the guy with. It's, it's not, not the Jamaican. Jamaican. He's, he's not, not Jamaican. He's not that. Oh God! I'm throwing it away. I'm done. No, I'm they got. They changed cinnamon. Oh God! He probably. Oh God! And they changed the apple guy. What the fuck happened? Seriously, the they look like they're like fucking happy and on mescaline. Like I think I said mescaline last week too. I've never done that. That is a, those are the best commercials. No, it's a, yeah, no cranky cranky apple guy and cinnamon the Rastafarian spice. You gotta love that. Cinnamon for the winamon. Yeah, no, I mean they seem happy go lucky, but they look Fuck. like generic cartoon characters. That's good though. All right, doesn't really smell like apple jacks. No, it doesn't. Hmm. All right, it's a little bit more cinnamon than hmm. apple-y. <laughs> Doesn't really taste like Apple Jacks to me. Yeah. No. First bite, I liked it. On the back Second end. Second bite, eh. Little bit on the back end. Mm. I'll just finish this one too, but... um, Hmm. Don't hate it. Don't really love it, though. Yeah. Mm. So, four. Four? Yeah, because I don't... Um, they can't get the, the flavor right because I think Apple Jacks... thing is too crunchy, too. I think the Apple Jacks flavor yeah. really comes out when you get milk into it. Yeah. Yeah. And like and that smell, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, you know, it hits your nose. And your nose, you know, is so popular with flavor. Uh, I'm going to go five and a half again, just like the Ego. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the difference is though, I feel like the ego heated up would do wonders for it. This I don't know about no this hope. one. It's not bad. It's just it doesn't really know what it wants to be. Oh, it's man. not appley enough to be apple. It's not cinnamony enough to be cinnamon, and it doesn't really taste like apple jacks. It's interesting. It's not. It's not bad. Like if you know if this was pissed about the mascot change, (laughs) like I I wouldn't not eat this is what I'm saying. Like like you know you have a continental breakfast at a hotel and this is there. Yeah, hell hell yeah, I'll grab an applejack pop tart. Fine, but it's not. It's not really jumping out at me. I will say this: one of them had to come in last place. That one's coming in last place for me, even though it's tied with Ego, because I'm fairly certain Ego would be better hot. What's your What's your score, Tanner? Uh, five. Five. All right. So with that said, the rankings, I'm going to do some quick math here. If you guys want to give a take or something while I'm doing math. So uh, hack, right? Uh, yeah. On the way, I, like, so I always save, because we were splitting them, I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I always save. If you'll notice, most of the time there's a side of the Pop-Tart that the icing comes down further on. Yeah. Than the other ones, right? Okay, I didn't notice that. But yeah, now that you pointed out, you're I'll right. always save that for the end. Like, dude, this one's got a further one. This one... Uh, 
Like this is part of your blueberry. Yeah. And then this is the other part. Okay, yeah, that one's further. Yep. Yeah, I see. Yeah, okay. I didn't like I always save that for the end because it's the best. Okay, that's a good little tip. I never noticed that the icing. Every once in a while, if I'm really not trying to eat a bunch, I'll just break off the non-ice part and be like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> Get that bread out of here. Ah, ah. Uh, I that is an excellent point from Janky. I I never really noticed that the icing isn't quite even on the pop tart. I wonder nope. why. I mean, I'm sure there has to be some sort of. Uh, they took the human element out of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Damn robots. Um, They're everywhere. Yes, they are. It's uh, both. I love. I love it as a science-loving liberal, and I hate it as someone who has seen Terminator too many times. The robots. <laughs> the robots. It scares the crap out of me sometimes. Oops, did that backwards. All right, I'm doing the math. Um, let's see here. Almost done. Bear with me, everybody. So okay. apparently there are. So Calanova keeps between 20 and 30 flavors in production at any time is that the that's the parent company of yeah it's kellogg's right yeah yeah um and it's constantly testing new new flavors who kellanova uh it's the uh apparently there were three i didn't actually remember these there were three pretzel ones oh i forgot about the pretzel ones yeah where they had like peanut butter and stuff in them yeah the pretzel ones yeah yep. Uh, yeah, the pretzel ones. Um, I don't know if I've. It's been a long time since I've had those. Um, I will say, an interesting one is the chocolate chip one mm. because it, it has specifically have the icing on it. Exactly, it has the drizzle. The drizzle, but it doesn't have the icing, and that adds an element of texture to it. It really does. So you probably, I don't know, you may feel this way or not. I feel like your uh, your lifestyle leads to disliking them, though. Um, toaster strudels are better. Here's the here's the thing. I haven't had a toaster in so long now. Jakey knows me so much that he knows that I don't I don't have time to deal with to deal with toasters. I will say a warm apple pie. Seriously, the apple ones. I love the apple. No, they're good. The apple toaster strudels are amazing. Raspberries. The raspberries are really good. Oh, raspberry. Oh, the raspberry is terrific. That's one and one too. See, the, I feel like the chocolate would be a little too sweet for me, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's delicious. But raspberry, 100%. Yeah. Raspberry and apple, one and one A for me. Here's a, here's a late kid hack. You gave me the icing hack. Yep. Late kid hack. Forego the icing because it's just sticky and you're usually running out the door with it. Mm-hmm. But put them again in the fridge. Let them defrost and you get like a cold uncrustable. Mm. It is That's so solid. damn good. Not as good as hot and warm and everything like right. that. But hot I'm telling you, better. it's so good. Like running Preferably out the door. Tight. Like I'm, uh, so, a, a cold toaster strudel, underrated in my opinion. All right, so I've tallied it up. Your number one pop tart with a score of twenty seven point five is s'mores. Uh, well deserved. Big fan of them. Champion. Absolutely champion for yeah, sure. Yeah. Champion from the start. Second place, cookies and cream. Twenty four uh, total score there. Uh, very close behind an OG, the highest of the OGs, uh, cherry. Cherry. It's twenty three point five, which is my favorite fl- fruit flavor of them. Oh, really? Okay. Absolutely. I honestly got it was better than I remember it being. I, I probably would have given that a higher score. Um, might and it might have tied cookies and cream. Um, strawberry, my favorite growing up, along with s'mores, uh, comes in fourth at twenty three. Very respectable as well. Th- those two OGs. Um, we then go to another OG in blueberry that is twenty point five, um, cinnamon, cinnamon, 
Um, another OG, the lowest of the OGs, um, comes in sixth with 16, but still a respectable score. And then it plummets to t- 14 and a half, Applejack uh, coming in second to last. And last place by a wide margin, Ego. Um, one of the newer ones comes in with 10.5 in eighth place. So there you go. We have our Pop-Tart rankings. Um, with that, we will bid you guys adieu. I know I still need to come up with a clever way to end this, but any closing thoughts, any closing takes, any predictions, uh, I'll give I'll, I'll give you mine real fast. Um, <coughs> James Dolan leaving the Knicks and uh, Rangers potentially with uh, some allegations coming out. Gross allegations. Never like to hear those allegations, but it will we'll be, be on ex- the list. Uh, no, uh, I don't think he. I don't think he was on the list. Check with Aaron Rodgers. But there were uh, some sexual assault allegations there. It'll be interesting to see um, if he, how long he is with, um, you know, the Madison Square Garden group, and therefore the Knicks and Rangers, and right. what it will look like after he's gone. I don't want to root cheer because that means there's some victims and gross shit involved. Right. But at the same time, I mean, uh, they booted Donald Sterling for. In, in a private conversation, saying saying the n word, so yeah. you figure a sexual assault's got to get you gone. Yeah, so that was we, one of the funniest punishments ever. It was just, hey, you said the n word. How about two extra billion dollars? That will teach you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never do he that again. He said it eight times when he walked outside. <laughs> <laughs> tried to tried to hit like, the multiplier. Hope somebody hears this. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, a, a Dolanless um, Nixon Rangers. <laughs> you mean a possible good version of this I, yeah I, we, we will see like i said i don't want to be too excited about something gross like that happening but at the same time can't pretend like he'll be super missed right my bold prediction is that Ole miss will be one of louisville's rivals coming up in a few years just because we keep stealing their Yoink. um their transfers Mr. Steal your girl and if all the reports are right we might be stealing chris beard who knows well who knows I mean, and that would be funny, but I think the more and more he wins, the more and more he's less likely to leave them. Because well, because they're going to give him, and they're going to give him a bag. Oh, yeah, they're going to. I don't those. think they're going to. I don't think, think he gets a bag. No, I think they would try. I think that if we went after him, we get him. I don't know. If Louisville, if Louisville at full power, I think if so. You're, if you're Chris Beard, would you rather would you rather coach at Ole Miss or Louisville? I don't know what their facilities are or I mean, what. They're not what ours are. No, they're not what ours are. But like, you can't money whip guys in the SEC anymore. I mean, <laughs> I just, I, not, I, I, I would love. Like, Ole, Miss seriously. Is, Ole Miss has to money whip him to keep him. He's not making anything. You can. I don't. I know. I mean, facilities in in terms of. I mean, and they don't love basketball. I was I, th- that. I will say that. Like Ole Miss is. That's not even in that second like or we're third about, tier. Now that we're talking about like NIL and stuff like that, like Ole Miss and their potential NIL bag is not what ours is. No, no. But it's, I just, just I just not. don't know if if Louisville has the financial resources to counter whatever that big offer is. That Ole Miss is gonna is gonna give him the stay, but I would love I. That's future money, bro. I would I would love that. That ain't today money. <laughs> Firing Kenny Payne's today money. I, I I don't know if I want Beard more than I want Shaka. But I get him. But yeah, but they're not gonna get Shaka for all the reasons we talked yeah, about last time. So more. I'll I'll hitch my wagon to the to the Beard Beardmobile. I'm okay with that. I mean, I hate that I hate that uh, he may or may not have done what he did. Uh, that's not a good look for no. us, but 
Somebody, well, somebody's going to pay that guy to do this job. It might as well be us. Yeah, and I think and I, I, I thought he got acquitted of it or something. No, that the charges were dropped. Yeah, so you know, yeah, and for, I don't for know. I, mean, I guess you could. You, somebody could probably find out if they're still like it was his girlfriend. You could find out if they're still like together even. Right. Yeah. And so you know, well, we will see. That's definitely going to be a talking point if, if in fact he is the next guy. But right. Yeah, we will see. All right, so with all that, we still went like two and a half hours, but uh, at least this one will fit in one chunk on the uh, Podcast Center. And you can uh, check out all of our uh, former episodes up there as well. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate the powers of be letting us uh, do a little um, TVMA version of... um, of uh, the radio because we get to say words like piss and shit and stuff and that's always fun and we get to uh, eat pop tarts and talk sports and hang out with you so we appreciate you guys listening with that said I'm Nick Valvano Brute 28 we appreciate you guys listening and uh, yeah we'll see you around happy new year everybody